World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 150 of Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Woo! I'm your host, host of the show, Jeff Kowalski, and we are going to this. This is sort of your Slenderman revisited episode because we are going to talk about the 2018 Screen Gems, a Sony company motion picture, Slenderman, starring uh, pretty much just starring Joey King. I guess some of the other actors are beloved uh, by smaller fandom. Uh, but it is starring Joey King. Um, no, you know what? She is the top credited actor in the movie because she's the most famous person in it, but she's not the main, she doesn't play the main character. This movie is starring Julia Goldani Tellis, Javier Botet, Joey King, and Jazz Sinclair. Oh, wow. Uh, you really moved all that around by, yes. by your priorities, and I, I don't disagree. <laughs> Julia Goldani Tellis plays Hallie Knudsen, the main character in the film. Javier Botet plays the eponymous Slender Man, and uh, the other two actresses who are also uh, they're famous in their own right play um, well no Joey King is famous Jazz Sinclair was just like in a lesser uh, slightly lower tier John Green film adaptation <laughs> um, like she was she didn't get to be in The Fault in Our Stars she got to be in Paper Towns which is like yeah I guess mm, she's more <laughs> famous than I am so I yeah, think that's fine yeah, that's fair uh, her co-stars, um, <laughs> Valerian's friend and Light Turner from Death Note. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, or should I have said, um, Suicide Squad member Enchantress. What is, <laughs> what is Cara de, de Levigny more famous for? Suicide Squad or, uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Famous is a strong word for either of those. Uh, I I wish I could remember French words better because Valerian's friend has a name, and that name is in the title of the French comic book. Whoops. Uh, Valerian and Lauraline. Her she plays Lauraline. Um, I wish instead of Light Turner, you had said Naked Brothers Band Boy. Uh, no, because then you might have thought it was Alex. Who's Wolf, Naked Brothers the Band? The talented one. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, what? What did you just say, Nick? He he was in Naked Brothers Band. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, was one, one of the, one of the two eponymous Naked Brothers. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Nat Wolf and Alex. Wolf. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nat Wolf, famous for the being the lead in Paper Towns, the blind friend in The Fault in Our Stars, and American Light. Uh, in Death Note. Um, wow. And his brother Alex, famous for being in the Jumanji sequel, which is not great, mm. but then uh, Indie Darling for being the um, main character Durf Backdurf in My Friend Dahmer. Oh, yeah. And, and um, really movie. The, one of the leads in Hereditary, uh, in which he delivers what I can only describe as an Oscar-worthy performance. He is excellent in that movie. Mm. Um be, especially considering he's 20 years old and that movie deals with like trauma that most 20 year olds are not going to be anywhere near um anyway none of those people are in this movie slender man which is bad uh, it's very bad they're all uncredited 
yeah, this is our uh, second attempt at recording this episode previously. <laughs> we talked about Javier Botet plays all of your uh, jangly long long legs in uh, spooky movies that can't afford Doug Jones. <laughs> uh, he plays the eponymous Mama in Mama. He plays a bunch of the ghosts in Crimson Peak. He plays that rickety circus guy in The Conjuring 2 who is called the Crooked Man and is getting his own spinoff just like The Nun, which comes out <laughs> next month. Or, sorry, which came out earlier this month uh, for you, the audience, but for us, it comes out next month. Yeah. Um, he oh, played... man, but there was a trailer for that when I was in the movie theater, yeah. and it was amazing. It was the only jump scare I had while I was in the theater to see Slender. <laughs> hey, same here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a big controversy the week that we're recording this because uh, that movie, it's not that trailer specifically, but that movie has a YouTube ad that is just a jump scare. Um, (laughs) And people are like, uh, that's not cool, and it may actually violate YouTube's terms of service. Anyway, you've already heard, yeah, yeah, you should cover that on uh, Strangers Still. You should cover a lot, (laughs) you should, I, uh, yeah, that is, uh, we have with us from the Strangers Still podcast, famous podcaster Nick Wood. That is me, hello. Uh, And I think that it would be very timely if strangers still covered um social network um terms, term, of, service. terms of service violations yeah. and when they are enforced uh because it is very selective and that is yeah. topical right now um because of john um of voldemort that we won't talk <laughs> voldemort. about well i was gonna say his name but john is very passionate about it because of voldemort yeah and I, I he's a big fan of h3h3 alex jones yeah we're talking uh, about uh, Info, don't strike Info me Wars down. host alex jones sure. uh, yeah. famous for um, for uh, talking about how um, the the bad president is it going into a goblin's nest, cutting up goblins, getting into bed with goblins. He oh, is right. obsessed with using the word goblins. Turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> yeah, he, he thinks that the government uh, has put chemicals in water that make people gay, and his yeah. evidence is that it made frogs gay, which all none of that's true. Oh um, boy, I think he might be thinking of a real fact, which is that estrogen and our water supply coming from birth control pills ending up in the water and just like general life cycle of the female uh the level of estrogen is causing gender fluid animals to all become male and not be able to breed anymore because they're like oh there's so much estrogen mm-hmm. here we should be male and then there's no That's females the other left way around and they can't breed and this happened a lot actually in like the early 2010s and that's part of why BPAs got banned yeah yeah that is for sure the real life fact that he is basing his conspiracy theory on Um, unlike the other conspiracy theories he believes in like Pizzagate and um, (laughs) every mass shooting being a false flag operation he's so dangerous I'm glad he got taken down anyway this this isn't a podcast about how Alex (laughs) Jones Are you sure? This is a podcast about creepypastas. Uh, Jesse, this is a podcast about. Me. Oh yeah, uh, we also have past guest and creepypasta superfan, um, my friend uh, and yours, Hannah Burge. Ah, thanks, Jeff. Hello. Yeah. Uh, by saying hello and acknowledging that you have to be friends with every audience member now. That's Sorry. fine. Mm-hmm. They can be my friends. I You've agreed to the terms of service. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, you, I don't, am... you don't draw in enough ad dollars for us to not kick you off for violating them, so. Uh, whoops. <laughs> oh, boy. So timely, these references you've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll be old in a month. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. And this episode comes out down. in more than a month. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. No. Oh, my God. So like time a trip this, down memory lane. By the time this comes out, Alex Jones is going to be like president of the Senate. And don't even say that. We're not going to be Just by breathing America that in anymore. the universe, now that's going to happen. So yeah. thanks. Okay, everybody uh, take out your enormous cell phones and hold them to your ear. And then we'll watch on the rabbit ear television, the movie Slenderman. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Slenderman is about four friends named Ren, Hallie, Chloe, and Katie. Katie is given a last name on the Wikipedia cast list, Katie Jensen. Uh, I think <laughs> it's because her name is displayed on screen several mm. times because she's the first one. Second last Mr. name. Jensen, her, uh, yeah. I don't think he gets a first name. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure Hallie gets a last name. It's like yeah. Nudson. Hallie's yeah. is Nudson, named after Slenderman creator Eric Nudson. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Victor Surge. Yep, Victor Surge is his um, something awful screen name, but it sounds enough like a real name that they're not like based upon the character created by uh, Weed Guy Four Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but in an alternate universe, can you imagine how much joy that would have brought us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he picked an appropriate um he picked an appropriate screen name. 6969 uh, so, Cool Street. Yeah, we're gonna try to get through this movie real quick All because right. we wanna talk about the movie, we wanna talk about why it's bad, um, we wanna talk about sort of the what I think is the lost, maybe kind of good movie that got yeah. cho- that got chopped out of this, and then we're going to talk about uh, the real life tragedy that is likely the reason that this movie got chopped up and delayed. Um, the so-called Slenderman stabbing, um, where two twelve-year-old girls um, who were suffering from mental delusions uh, related to this character uh, carried out an extremely violent and upsetting crime on their friend who survived. Um, but there is a, a documentary about the crime and the trial and the aftermath called Beware the Slenderman that came out on HBO in January 2017, I believe, that you can go uh, rent on Google Play or iTunes, or if you have HBO, you can just watch it. I had to rent it, but you know. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about that afterwards, because I think that <laughs> it is important to the marketing of the film, but um, Hannah brought up a very good point before recording that we don't want to muddy sort of our discussion of the movie, which is hilariously bad, with a <laughs> real-world tragedy, which is not funny at all. Yes. Correct. Uh, so, Hannah, why don't you start us off with what this film, how this film opens? Oh, boy. Oh, right. The high school scene. We yes. just talked about this. <laughs> Did I possibly forget? <laughs> um, okay. So, lights up on a high school. Four girls who are walking down the hallway, arm in arm, and they're having a conversation about what age they want to stay forever, if they had to stay just one age. And they give the stereotypical all wrong answers of 10, 21, and 30, all wrong. And then the last girl says, I want us to say just the age we are right now. And you can like almost hear the aww from the studio audience. Um, yeah, the, the issue I have with this is it sets up almost like a Peter Pan type of thing with Slenderman. Like, because um, the one who says this, I believe is Katie, who's the yes, first one taken. That's correct. And yeah. it makes it seem like, oh, Slenderman, like he takes away children 
children and then like they get to you know live as kids forever or something like that like maybe he's gonna do some sort of uh creepy thing in this way and it's gonna tie in but no it's just kind of like a throwaway and it's especially weird because it's later established that katie uh comes from an abusive household and Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't want to stay the same age that they are because her life is very bad and that point now she does point out that she wants to live in a house with the girls yeah and not have to pay for rent so that's yeah. true she won't Those be living with her abusive goals. dad um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so then, so then they, they turn yeah. the corner and run into the boys uh and hallie and tom have a clear connection chloe has a connection with one of the other boys mm, uh, his, his name, name is either carl or kevin once his real name and once the fake name that the other girl always calls him kyle oh boy. kyle <laughs> i think kyle was the fake name i think Chad? kyle's the real name I don't know. and Char- <laughs> carl's the fake name <laughs> anyway <laughs> he's a real mystery <laughs> he's he's some kind of chad <laughs> and uh uh it's but they encounter the boys they make crude sexual jokes and then the boys are like we're all hanging out sorry we can't hang out with you and the girls are like what are you doing and they're like uh we can't tell you bye uh and it takes forever to get through that scene mm-hmm. they yeah. spend so long on it yeah. by this the way is... his name is kyle okay cool oh, okay uh, so... we got there we got there buddy. <laughs> we're supposed to be like meeting these characters and getting to know them and we don't like this scene is very badly written mm-hmm. uh and i'm able to forget about it for the rest of the movie and just sort of like take it on its face uh but man the this one was just just not it was so good. clunky yeah, yeah very forced um, mm-hmm. and this this um this girl katie who becomes sort of the center of the story because of her disappearance uh also played the younger version of the main character in oculus and was in ouija origin of evil as lena wow um, really uh, yeah, I believe that she's the survivor who becomes the old yes, lady in the movie. That's Ouija. the, the oh. older sister in the movie. Yep. Wow, uh, I didn't. That movie is quite good. I yeah. do like that movie a lot. Her acting um, is ex- that scene at the end of that movie where she's like grieving over the events of the evening and she's like crying over her mother's body. Are that is the incredible acting? Incredible. Oh man, yeah. so good. I wish they uh, had given her more to do here. Fun fact: she was on a TV show called The Red Rose where she played a character named Kate Jensen. Really? What? Yeah, this was uh, four years ago. I, I I feel like you should check the IMDb's of the actors in your movie and rename the characters but, but, okay. if they already played a character with that exact name. Astronomical odds against this being random. Astronomical. Like, what are the odds of those two names being selected simultaneously two times? That, that has to four be a Four years apart? Yeah. No, that has to be a riff. I can I just? Can't, I can't like, imagine it is. No one's watched the Red Road. I don't know what no. that is. Nick has. It lasted to say. eight episodes. Yeah. No. Sorry, the only thing on. I was going to say, I have a, a story about the name Katie Jensen that's totally unrelated. Okay. I used to work at a daycare where there was a girl named Katie Jensen, and her dad was a teacher at the school I went to, so he called him Mr. Jensen. So this movie was very weird for me. <laughs> Katie Jensen and Mr. Jensen over and over. Yeah, very I think weird. it's just an extremely common name. Like yeah. Catherine is already a common 
name. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jensen is like, what is that? A Very German, common. a German name. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, especially in the like Eastern and Midwest United States, you're going to get a lot of Jensen's, I think. Mm-hmm. And this movie taking place in Massachusetts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and the Red Road taking place in like Northern Appalachia. Well, I see. You know, right. sure. makes sense uh, that there would be some Jensen's up there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, none of that's related. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about when they are hanging out later and actually get into their Slenderman summoning the girls? Yeah, so we have this clunky transition. Everything about this movie is clunky. Um, but we have this clunky transition of them in the basement of Ren's house. And Katie's house. Because yeah, her, her dad's house. Oh, that's right. Katie's yeah. house. Yes. We get an introduction Sorry. to the fact that her dad is an alcoholic. Yeah, he's like asleep on the couch, passed out. Um, and then there's like some some falling down later like from the upstairs in the house that I thought was going to end up being the Slender Man but never pays off much like many things in this movie Um, but they're all sitting around a laptop talking about um, female centric porn which I kind of appreciated and watching and watching yep but I just like maybe I didn't have a normal teenagehood but that I never (laughs) this never happened to me even times change quickly (laughs) yeah I didn't I didn't talk about I didn't talk about or view uh, any sexual content with my friends as a young person. Um, oh, I totally didn't either. Ha ha ha. I I I don't know. I think boys are different about that kind of yeah. thing. But it's um, funny because but, like women are often the ones who like mm, you see these reality shows. Like we just my boyfriend and I just finished watching Love Island, which is a British Bachelor, but also a lot raunchier, and the characters are stupider. I know, unfathomable, <laughs> but. <Fun. laughs> Um, like when when some of them will like get physical with each other, then they will like go talk to their respective gender like on separate couches, like a middle school dance. And the guys mm-hmm. are like, "Oh yeah, we did stuff." And all the guys are like, "Hey, nice job, buddy." And the girls are like, "Oh yeah, here are the intimate details of all of the things that happened <laughs> last night." So minute one, this is what happened. And like, it, it's just very interesting to me that that is the intra female culture, but not the societal culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, I guess that's sort. I mean, the, this movie was written by a dude, so mm, I see. Uh, that doesn't surprise that, me. Yep. Yeah, that that perception of uh, yeah, this is how girls relate to each other, um, mm. like I see on TV, is probably as far as it went. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to judge it because I don't know what goes on at sleepovers with four teenage wim- what, girls. Wim? Yeah, they're children. You can <laughs> still call them girls. Um, it's, that- it's always weird with movies because none of these actresses, all the actresses are women. Mm-hmm. They're all adults, but the characters they're playing are like 15 or 16. So yeah. I guess um, girls is fine. It's yeah, but it is. They're all sitting around drinking vodka, though, and there's kind of this lull in the conversation. And I forget who, maybe Chloe it says, Chloe? I know what the, yeah, Chloe says, I know what the boys are doing tonight. And they're like, oh, what is it? And they're like, oh, I can't tell you. And they're like, oh, tell us anyway. And they're like, they're going to summon the Slender Man. And so one of them Googles it or whatever. And they pull she up says, this video. Who is Slender Man, which Jeff yeah. in our, oh, yeah. Jeff in our previous so- <laughs> recording discussed that, yeah, it sounds like your reaction was the same as mine, which is there is no human in the world who has not heard yeah. of Slender Man. But right. 
in the movie, so, Jeff pointed out that like it's possible that in their universe, none of the internet content regarding Slenderman exists. Yeah. Well, I I counter that by what happens next, which is Chloe pulls up a Wikipedia article <laughs> on her phone and just reads yep. it flat. Exactly what I, I said in hated. response to Jeff. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. We're on the same page. Yes. Um, I'm sure there were cryptids that you hadn't heard of when you were uh, a teenager. Slenderman is like, not very popular. a cryptid. I won't yeah. have this. In the, the world of the movie, he I mean, is a cryptid yeah. who exists. Sure. I, yeah. God, this is on the level of like Slenderman has been seen in cave painting since the year minus <laughs> nine thousand, but also he was created on something awful. Like yeah. what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if if Paradolia. something awful created yeah. some other thing. Like if there's some other uh, meme in their world that like it's not Slenderman, but Eric Knudsen in the world of the movie did a different Photoshop, and that's really popular. <laughs> Thick woman. He did the caveman Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so anyway, they she reads the Wikipedia article instead of letting the the uh, lore be explained throughout the movie. She just tells you what the Slender Man is, um, and then they find this video where you learn how to summon the Slender Man. There's all this text on the screen that says, um, like, at the first bell toll, close your eyes; at the second bell toll, clear your mind; and at the third one, open your eyes, and you'll have summoned the Slender Man. Yeah. So they all they all do that, and then they get all freaked out, and they're all like, hey, "That was silly. That was so stupid." Ha ha ha. Um, and then they hear like banging upstairs and like oh it's just Mr. Jensen um, it's very weird because it's a spooky video that is pretty much just the ring video it is without, yeah. without people in it and the way that you summon the Slenderman is by not watching a bunch of it and then <laughs> yeah. watch just like this fast cut of a bunch of spooky images I think there's like an Illuminati eye in there a and lot. stuff yeah. yeah it's real weird yeah. there's like a gate that comes up later uh, completely yeah. uselessly the there's the gate a is lot cool. Of trees. There's a couple cool shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so but they go it to is sleep. Very the ring. Yeah, they go to sleep. Hallie has some nightmares. Uh, then there's a cool shot where she wakes up in her bed after the nightmares. And to indicate that she's been having them all week, it's now a week later. Mm -hmm. um, and it's... Uh, there's a bunch of little things like this where there's shots that are cool and it's like yeah, really interesting. Absolutely. Even though the content has almost nothing mm -hmm. in it. It's like, th this movie is thin, extremely yes. thin, both premise-wise and, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> premise and plot-wise, it is a very slender movie. Awesome. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's just like, there's a lot of cool stuff to look at. Uh, and by a lot, I mean, compared to what I expected there to be, which was not much cool stuff to look at, like when the <laughs> movie started and we, it's, stuff started happening and the characters started talking, I'm like, oh, whoops, this is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was, when it started up, I was like, maybe we'll just get through this bad scene and maybe it'll get better. And it never did. Yeah. Like, to, to your point about it being thin, I just want to say this real fast because slender. as we're going through this, it's very <laughs> slender. I might have trouble with this movie because I watched this yesterday and i felt like as i was watching the movie i was actively forgetting what was happening <laughs> yeah like i just uh -huh. i couldn't hold it in my head for whatever reason i had no idea why <laughs> yeah 
so the it's a week later, and they're all on a field trip, and Katie stops and looks in the middle distance and, like, stops while everyone is walking. Um, and we're first introduced to them outside, and I'm like, okay, I guess this is September or October or something. Um, but then later we see a date on screen, and Katie went missing on May 30th, 2018 <laughs> in mm-hmm. Massachusetts, and uh, it's very clearly not that, because there's a bunch of points in the movie where people are outside doing activities, and it is fully dark out and they are being like it's like well, six o'clock yeah, <laughs> yeah right they they never like say the time but they're all like well we're out doing stuff like it's the early evening and mm-hmm. later i'm gonna do different stuff it's mm-hmm. like how, how it clearly has to be like 10 p.m based on how dark it is out i'm i'm actually really glad you took issue with that because i took issue with it and i was like that's a dumb complaint whatever maybe they're really far no. north whatever but it was like it was like they had four hours worth of plans that would have had to have started at 10 o'clock for this yeah. darkness It also to extends to the point where, like, there were leaves on the ground, like, dead leaves. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was it's like the opposite cool. of Halloween syndrome. Yeah. yeah where I they think had to the, bring in leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I think the missing poster, the, the missing poster is just like a, um, a production error, I'll say, where the movie was shot and written to take place in October or whatever, and mm-hmm. then they, like, just decided... Like w- once it got a release date, that like we're gonna do a punch a, a punch in of this missing poster, and the date will be when the movie comes out in May. And the movie ended up coming out in August instead of May, so eh. it's even no. worse. It's yeah. it's a long line of things that just shows that no one cared about this movie <laughs> when it was getting made. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then they, uh, it's pretty cool. We see Katie, like, it, like, zooms in on her, like, profile, like, from, like, the midsection up, and that's pretty cool. It's, like, not just her face, but she gets a lot of chance to express and do some, like, shoulder mm-hmm. acting. And, and that's, she's like, just a, looking into the woods. Exactly. It's a cool shot. She's, like, looking past the camera, and then it shows what she's seeing, and it, like, zooms in on the woods a little, and that is, like, you don't see a Slender Man, but you could if you stared long enough like a magic eye. And there's some stuff like this in the movie that is cool, but then it just, like, hard cut to yep. what we find out is several hours later <laughs> in the same location, but the cops are there and tell us that Katie has been missing for hours. Yeah, it wasn't a cool smash cut like the whole nightmare thing that you yeah. just mentioned was. Yeah. Like, that was effective. This was jarring. I... I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it just seemed like they cut later to, like, the friends walking and them noticing mm-hmm. that Katie's not walking, but no. That's what I thought had happened, yeah. 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 They keep walking and they say, Katie, are you okay? And she says, what? Yeah. And then she turns back to the woods and doesn't follow them and they just turn around and walk away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find out later that she went missing. It's like, mm-hmm. you guys probably shouldn't have just left her there <laughs> in that graveyard staring into the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in a graveyard, too. I forgot about that. They're like, this is the site of whatever war happening, blah, blah, blah. It's a graveyard for effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Katie goes missing, and there's missing posters in school, and it's messed up. Um, a mere four hours. It's like 
she's been missing since 1 p.m. And it is mm-hmm. after school in the evening where Hallie and her sister are, like, doing homework in Hallie's room while their parents are doing something. And Hallie texts Ren, I just miss her so much. No, she, like, goes to text her that and then looks at it and shakes her head like, no, I can't say that. I thought she still sent it. Did she send it? I thought yeah, I'm so. pretty sure she still sent I don't it. Know. It's a but it's it's so <laughs> crazy because no, you don't. No, you, no. She disappeared about an hour earlier than you would have been done seeing her for the day anyway. <laughs> you don't miss her so much. No, you could be scared and worried, mm-hmm. but you're not expressing grief yet. Correct. The phrase uh, if you are, "I'm worried about her" exists exactly. Um, But anyway, they're home alone and uh, Lizzie's like, what happened? You know, and Hallie, instead of being like, no, I don't. I'm really scared. Is like, shut up. Stop talking. Do your homework. Uh, And then Lizzie concludes, oh, I guess you really don't know. Katie's dad shows up. uh, Well, first, they hear a mysterious noise downstairs. And when Hallie goes to investigate, she sees a tall shadow in the corner of their dark living room. It's, you know, not fully the slender man, but, you know, the type of slender man uh, sighting that you want in a movie like this, mm-hmm. where it's ambiguous as to whether she's really seeing it or her eyes are playing tricks on her. But you, the audience, know it's probably really Slender Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she runs upstairs, locks the door to the room uh, and is, like, scared and is like, Lizzie, don't talk. They go, the there's banging on the bedroom door and it turns out it's Katie's dad who's like, I know you know what happened to her and he's, like, super drunk. Um, then we, we get a weird... Well, he says, this is all your fault. Yeah, exactly. Because she's, she's into a- the occult now. Mm-hmm. He's like, you were never in. She was never into this stuff before she started hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is weird because um, I'm not. I, I guess he technically is, but I wouldn't classify Slenderman as the occult. No. no. <laughs> I mean, well, I if, guess if in Slenderman the world was a cryptid. If he was like yeah. a ghost, I get it. I would say if you were a parent and you walked in on like all the books and stuff that she sure, had and all the right. drawings and stuff, mm-hmm. you'd be like, your only explanation. Not knowing what creepy pastas are or not having them in this universe would be, oh, she's trying to summon the devil. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about this movie is there seems to be this aspect of Slenderman where he's almost like a forest spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but a he, fairy or something, like a traditional would, fairy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the the way that he steals children away, and mm-hmm. that is that sort of woodsy folkiness is completely mismatched with what Slenderman actually looks like. Yeah, which yeah. is he. Looks Looks like a man in a black business suit with a white collared shirt and a black tie. Ah, 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 ah. This is where you're wrong because mm, <laughs> canonically, Slenderman's tie can be either black or red. And I know what all the fans out there are wondering. Mm, in the movie, was his tie black or red? And I just couldn't even tell you. The answer black. is it was black. However, the people who made the movie clearly stole a ton of fan art from online because in all of the pictures that uh, Katie and eventually Ren draw and put up on their walls of the Slenderman, he's got a red tie on. They have no mm. reason to think that that would ever be true. Then, yeah, like, it looks like a game of telephone. Uh, from I'm just from making excuses for a really crappy movie. I don't know why I'm doing this. Just <laughs> ignore me. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a game of telephone from the fake internet video to the Slender Man that they saw in life. Like, what? 
Yeah, this is where the entire concept of Slenderman falls apart for me, because what it is, is a spooky Photoshop. Mm-hmm. The poster for this movie is even pretty good. It is like the shadow of him shown through a fogged up window, and his arms oh, yeah. sort of meld with the uh, dripping condensation down the window. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. It looks cool. Those the poster's images- scarier than the movie. Yeah, exactly. The poster's <laughs> scarier than the movie. Uh, the original Photoshops are cool. They look cool. The yeah. like caption on them is cool. And mm-hmm. then you get full shots of Slenderman. And yes, I'm including fan art in full shots mm-hmm. and like any fan rendering. He just isn't scary anymore. It's he's just not. a guy. He's just in a man a in a suit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like <laughs> the way that people portray Slenderman to do fakings online, which they actually show in parts of this movie, which leads me to believe that the internet culture of Slenderman does exist. Yeah. Is like people with uh, tights over their heads to like make it look like they don't have faces and like Mm -hmm. if you can pretend to be a monster by putting tights on your head and that's all (laughs) probably it's not scary yeah. <laughs> You're not the wrong. Idea, yeah, the idea of a person with no face is scary, but it's scary when it happens to like the main character, or it's scary if it's like a monster with no face, not just like a man wearing a regular off the rack suit, like yeah, uh, not it's even a scary cool in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. because they make it. a reference to the Pied Piper later on when Ren is doing a bunch of research um, into yeah. like mythological creatures and in. In my mind, in my Slenderman mythos, uh, I always imagined him to be more of a benevolent figure than anything, which they also make mention to both in this movie and in the HBO documentary, where like yeah, the, ch- that's children part of are spirited why the f- away. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of the fandom came from, is this idea of like, oh, he'll he'll take you away from your bad life and you'll get to go live in the Slender Mansion. Yeah, yeah. with all the other creepypastas. <laughs> with all the other creepypastas. With Jeff the Killer and Squidward. <laughs> and, and Sonic EXE. Yeah. yeah uh, Dead Bart is there. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, all playing uh, haunted Pokemon Black. Yeah, ben, ben, ben Drowned is there. Yeah. Uh, Lavender Town music not, is playing on the stereo. He's not drowned anymore. He's fine now. And he's uh, still very wet, though. Yeah. Uh, the, the, even the, the spooky Link from the Ben Drowned Creepypasta is there. Uh, the uh, there's a lot of video there. game characters in this mansion. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a licensing nightmare. Um, <laughs> Can't imagine. Do we, owe, do we owe somebody money for saying all this? Mm, um, no, it's fair use. Not anymore. <laughs> Public domain. Um, yeah, so, where were we in this stupid movie? Uh, oh, right. The dad comes, there's a dumb little slow motion scene of uh, Hallie's dad being like, don't come by here ever again, you drunk. In the theater I was in, there was audible laughter from the entire theater when this happened. Oh my god. It was I was watching it in front of a row of teenagers who were over 13 but below 17 because during the trailers... They saw a, a trailer for a movie and were like, oh, is it rated R? Ah. Uh, like, <laughs> as in, oh, I can't go see that because it comes out soon and I'm not old enough. That's um, like from a movie, the exposition to tell you their age. That's like yeah. beautiful for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it was... That's a really good point. I think the ideal way to watch this movie is sitting in front of a row of teenagers because for them... Slenderman is something that they are nostalgic about from their childhood. Mm, yeah, for it's me, like if, it's like uh, if we if I went to Jeepers Creepers when I was a kid, but I never did. But that's what it would be like. Yeah, it, it's like <laughs> what? 
it's it's like if if it, it's like if you went to go it. see the new Scream movie in yeah. theaters or something. Yeah, it's like all these these uh, urban legends, like the, they're urban legends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's yeah. yeah it, it's just like for me, Slenderman was invented in 2009. I was a college student. Uh, <laughs> It, it didn't hold that allure for me as someone who was like 10 or mm-hmm. 8 when it was invented and now is a teenager or nearly an adult uh, or actually fully an adult because if you were mm-hmm. 10 when it was invented 9 years ago, you're 19 now. Um, so yep. like, yeah, these these it's, it's just like this movie, in addition to not being for me uh, like it's not directed at an audience of me it also isn't like the people who are nostalgic for Slenderman aren't going to get anything out of it because the movie's not good right (laughs) and it also doesn't follow any of the Slenderman canon that they would find nostalgic yeah uh so they, um, Ren has been sort of investigating this Slenderman stuff and is like, uh, they're, they're like, we can get Kitty back if we go in the woods and sacrifice something we love to him. So they mm-hmm. bring, uh, Hallie brings a mug she made, or no, Ren brings a mug she made. Hallie brings a blanket her grandmother made for her. Uh, and Chloe brings a picture of her and her, uh, late father. And, and we, they- we mentioned in the, in the episode, the lost episode, that, um, <laughs> Ren is like very annoying and aggressive at times for no mm-hmm. reason at all yeah. and this is she one sucks. of those times because like Hallie runs track and that's her whole personality basically and Ren is like oh I'm surprised you didn't bring one of your medals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like nobody well, responds to that <laughs> they they yeah. try to make the characters feel lived in in, in two ways here because there's that and then um, there's also a really awkward moment where Hallie says this is a blanket that my grandma made for my my sister, she died eight years ago. It adds nothing to the scene whatsoever. <laughs> it also Why throw is that like detail ambiguous. In? Like, which one of them died eight years ago? What? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's like you could have ju- you could have said that more succinctly. Like, uh, my late grandmother made me this blanket. Yeah. You don't have to be. You don't have to give a specific number of years that she died, or be like, oh, it was made for my sister. This uh, we've talked about a lot about needless details and creepypasta <laughs> feels like that. Where, is this the movie like, version of a creepypasta? Yes, like, on its face, yes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Definitively. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, surprising how much it sticks to that structure, where mm-hmm. if the structure of the story is very much like a no-sleep story. Yeah. Wow. It's not very well put together, and mm-hmm. none of the characters have believable dialogue, and people just do things because it's a story, and characters have to do things in a story. Yeah. Um, and it's really forgettable. Yeah. You nailed it yep. on the head. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Uh, wow. So they they break all the things. They don't even like burn them or something, and they just close their eyes and wish for Slenderman to show up. And you know what? They <laughs> have to keep, keep their no, eyes. They put blindfolds on. Yeah, they have to. Uh, they they have to keep their eyes shut the whole time, so they're blindfolded. Uh, and they're like, seriously, don't open your eyes. If you look at Slenderman, you'll go insane. Uh, Chloe opens her eyes and runs around, and then gets face to face with Slenderman, who is a very bad CGI monster. <laughs> which, so bad. Yeah. Like we've said he's just a man wearing a regular suit you don't have mm-hmm. to cgi anything but his face and even that you could achieve with practical effects pretty yep. easily yeah and, cheaply. and it's just not scary the way that they did the face even is not good or yep. scary. God, it's so stupid yep. mm, 
yeah. Um, he is represented a lot by the sound of cracking wood, um, mm-hmm. like like a Blair Witch. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it makes sense since the Blair Witch is a slender man now. And they um, also call it <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the, to reference the games, which is probably the only time that I thought to myself that a teen might be nostalgic about it. Um, they play, like, loud cicada sounds and then utter silence mm. right before people get slendered. Um, yeah. That's, like, exactly spot on the game. So you think Chloe is going to get taken here? No. They find her. She seems weird. Um, then later, she's in her house, and she gets a voice call from an unknown number, and she answers it, and it's someone pointing a camera at her house. She looks out the window, doesn't see a person there. Would have been great for the director to highlight the fact that she could see herself in the window yeah. of the yeah. video call and have her react to that, but she doesn't, and the camera is, like, moving in, and it goes... This this part was pretty cool, but the fact that they do it twice in the movie is stupid. Yep. Um, also, and just to also clarify it, for the audience, it was a FaceTime call. You said it was a yes. voice call, and then she was looking. Oh, I thought herself. I said I thought I said video call. No. My bad. <laughs> it's fine. Just trying to be a voice of clarity over here since Phil's not no. around. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I don't say words good. Same. It's good that I have a podcast. Uh, so this effect is cool, but they do <laughs> yeah, but they do it more than once and it doesn't resolve well so it sucks um Mm. the cat like the voice call i did it again the video call feed goes through the door like without opening it and then is like going through the house really slowly and smoothly like as if it's just a floating phantasmal camera Um, man has legs (laughs) well yeah my whole thing is the 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 horror movies that I like the most are ones where the the people we're cheering for feel like they're being watched. It's so like yeah. the the first Friday the Thirteenth does mm-hmm. this really well. Um, that's like the one that I can think of that has Halloween. really good Halloween. Yeah, yeah Halloween. Halloween's like they do this it, really it follows, well. Follows uh, by extension because it follows is essentially a tonal remake of Halloween. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, in that it has like <laughs> all of the same types of scares presented mm-hmm. in very similar ways, but like mm-hmm. modernized. Yeah. Yeah. But like having a smooth camera makes it feel fake and it's not effective yeah. for me and I did not like it. I, Interesting. I think they were going for supernatural, but yeah, yeah also, but it's not scary. I, I don't <laughs> I wanted to feel watched and scared. No, none of this is scary. Like yeah. even the way that they do the Slenderman, like because what what happens next is she sees the Slenderman open the door and come through the door and she like looks at the door and goes to like push it shut, but there's nobody there. And then she turns around and there is the Slenderman. Uh, and he's like right in her face, like screaming at her. It's who very, saw that coming? Yeah, who, who would have thought? It's very like um, what what Slenderman's reaction to her seems like to me is you know that scene in Beauty and the Beast where uh, Lumiere is telling the Beast that he has to be nice to Belle, and she's like, I don't want to come to dinner, and he's like, Then you can starve, and he screams at her. Yeah, same face, just on a Slenderman, <laughs> right? <With> no face. <laughs> yeah. With no face. Yep. Uh, so there is, um, it does a classic misdirection jump scare, but it's so obvious and barely jumpy. So the trailer for The Nun, which you may have seen before Slenderman, mm-hmm. ends in this good hero nun in an underground hallway. Mm-hmm. And she makes a turn, and then, uh, when she turns, like, she turns and looks down a hallway, and when she turns, the camera, like, follows her, and when it turns back, there's a faceless nun behind her. And she doesn't see it. She continues walking towards the camera, then that 
a noise comes from behind her. So she turns around, looks directly at the faceless nun, and you think that's going to be where the jump scare is, where the nun's going to get her. And she goes, hello? Like, as if she doesn't see the nun at all. And then from the side of the screen, uh, another spooky nun runs in and, like, slams her against the wall with a big orchestra hit. Mm -hmm. Horrifying. it's basically a direct ripoff of the nurse station scene from Exorcist Three. Um, <laughs> like the way the way the shot. Have you are you familiar with this scene at all? No, mm-hmm. this is so a direct ripoff of this extremely niche thing. No, it's a it's I'm a sure very people f- understand it. It's a very <laughs> famous scene. F- in a horror movie because it's an extremely good jump scare uh, in a movie that like hardly anyone has seen so it's like notable for the fact it's it's notable for the fact that it appears in this like bad bad sequel um, so I shouldn't look it up right now with my volume I, I mean I have it here uh, I can put it in the chat so you can know what I'm talking about but it's just a shot down this hallway of a nurse's station in a hospital mm-hmm. and it's this long static shot that isn't moving and a nurse is like visiting like going up to doors and moving around and like it is very slow and you don't think anything is going to happen and then very suddenly someone comes out of the side of the screen and like attacks this nurse and it's really quick and it is like so similar to this shot in The Nun mm-hmm. and the the scene I linked is about a minute long she goes in the room and then the doors open and then she goes out and closes and seems to lock the door then it um, the door, as soon as she le- turns away from it, the door opens up, and someone covered all in sheets carrying, like, a big knife follows her, like, one step behind her, and the camera, like, zooms in real quick on that, and it's just, like, this really cool instant jump scare, and that has sort of become a thing that movies do, this this fake-out uh, jump scare like this, where you think it's going to happen, and then right after you think it's going to happen, mm-hmm. it actually happens. And uh, it just immediately made me think of that, because she opens the door, and there's nothing there, and that's right. where you think the jump scare will be. And then when she turns around into her room, there's also nothing there, and then she <laughs> turns around again. It tries to do the triple fake-out, and she turns around again, then finally we get the jump scare, which by that point point isn't scary anymore because we've already used up all of our tension on those first two fake outs yeah that is the least scary monster i've ever seen in a movie yeah <laughs> oh you watched the this yeah i was yeah. watching it while you're talking yeah well it's it's uh i mean it's the exorcist so it's not monsters it's just regular people possessed by pazuzu uh, <laughs> maybe maybe subsequent demons um uh, boy pazuzu is a pretty scary name for a demon but mr howdy sure isn't huh <laughs> It is not. That is Pazuzu's other name. Whenever Um, I think of Pazuzu, I think of the episodes of Futurama. Have you guys seen this? Where he's just like incorporated into the plot for no reason. And he like will deus ex machina people out of very difficult situations that seem completely unsolvable. And be like, you have one wish left and then leave. What is that? Oh, right. Yeah. That like gargoyle is very good at these sorts of like, um, man, I thought I'd seen a lot of Futurama. I don't feel like I've ever seen him. He's, he's, uh, he's, Farnsworth's pet gargoyle Pazuzu, um, and he uh, he continually does favors for the professor to earn his freedom. Yes, um, it's amazing. 
so anyway, in this movie, we get the jump scare from Chloe. Uh, she doesn't show up f- at school for several days, and we find out direct, like, it seems like her friends are just being like, oh, she's sick, to be like, don't look into her getting Slenderman'd. Mm-hmm. But, like, her parents are also giving that excuse, because the friends talk to each other, and they're like, I texted, I, like, called her house, and they just said she's sick. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. Happened. Yeah, um, that is weird. Then, uh, Hallie has a date with Tom, who in the summary on Wikipedia is called Todd. Um, <laughs> oh, it, it, wow. Kyle, Kevin, Should we change Carl, that? I don't know Todd, how to change things on Wikipedia. Whatever. Uh, you just scroll to the top and, uh, on the right side, ne- or on the, to the left of the search oh, Wikipedia it, bar, it, there's yep. edit. Yeah, you yep. can go change that right now. That's I love That's incredible. I'm so yeah. pleased. He's called Tom correctly in the cast list at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they're, they are like making out and listening to old, um, I think they're listening to Stevie Wonder. I, I, no, it's, it's, um, George, George Clinton. They're listening to, uh, George Clinton's song. And she um, goes, mm, she says the most a horrible line of dialogue. I think maybe in the whole movie. Well, I guess he really says it. She sets it up. She's like, oh, all of, all of these records in this room, because he has, like, a bunch of old vinyl records and a, like, record player, like, an almost, like, gramophone-style record player, and she's like, oh, all this stuff is really cool. He's like, yeah, it's my dad's, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes, it makes enough sense that I forgive it. Um. Like, no, the appropriate line that the writer should have put in was, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what a teenage boy that wants to, um, court the lady of the night would say. Yeah, it's my dad's. The lady of the night? Jeez, that's pretty mean. <laughs> I don't know Todd's life. Oh, I don't know Tom's life. Todd, I also don't know his name. Todd. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I remember his name because, um, there's one point in the movie where Ren is, like, yelling at Hallie about paying attention to Tom and not the problem of her friends being slendered. And she's like, Ren says, like, go ahead, have your date with Abercrombie Tom. And in my head, I was like, you didn't go for Abertombie? You were right there, so close to it, and <laughs> it's you not didn't. that kind of movie. <laughs> uh... uh but the oh the soundtrack of this is by uh someone named Brandon Campbell and then up and coming like famous uh composer Ramin Jawadi who did the Game of Thrones and Pacific Rim soundtracks mm-hmm. and has written that extremely famous Pacific uh uh not extremely famous Pacific Rim theme song extremely famous Game of Thrones theme song mm-hmm. I'm the only one who likes the he also does the music for Westworld including all of the old timey player Amazing. piano covers Oh man uh, that was like the thing that first took me into Westworld was like the painted yeah. black cover in the first episode of the first season. I was like, like, oh, so we're going to do this. Incredible. I love it. Yeah. Is uh-huh. it like a Bioshock Infinite type of music? I've never watched it. Oh, really? Uh, I highly recommend watching Westworld, Amazing. but it takes place in an Old West theme park and some of the player what? pianos play pop songs from the modern time. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really, well, really good. So well written. I got something to binge now. Yeah. Yeah, that, the second season is uneven, but contains the two best episodes of the series. Mm, I haven't the seen first, it. The first season is completely solid throughout mm-hmm. and okay. is like is like untouchable. The second season is extremely uneven and unsatisfying, but also has the two individual best episodes of the series mm. by far. What I Got really so, appreciated you know, about the first season of the show was that like 
people I, I watched it live while it was happening and i don't usually do that but there was a lot of like talk online because people yeah. thought that a particular twist was going to happen and like everybody sort of agreed based on the facts of the <laughs> series that this twist was going to happen and what they could have done was what lost did, which is go no -uh, and then write your whole show around not having that twist that was yeah. originally supposed to be in it in it yeah. they just like totally embraced it and were like yeah that's the way it is like i mean it was obvious mm. to us too so fine yeah they they do a they did a good job of giving like clues to what's going on mm -hmm. unlike uh past creepy pods to subject five nights at freddy's mm. where it's very it's very clear <laughs> it's very clear that guy was giving clues to nothing and then saw all of the fan theories and was like oh these sound good i this love canon, how right? much he hates matt pat and how much he <laughs> hates the game theory videos really i find oh, it yeah. so that's another enjoyable. topic for another day yeah. i don't know if he actually hates it but he he does very seem to very <laughs> intentionally troll uh, the game theorists, yeah. like setting up red herrings and stuff to try and drive MatPat crazy. And then Scott huh. Cawthon will like post while MatPat is doing live videos talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, like post images at Five Nights of Five Nights at Freddy's screenshots with like parts circled that disprove whatever MatPat is saying, and <laughs> just like a question mark. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's very it's very fun. Uh, anyway that that there's nothing like that to pick apart in the Slenderman movie, no. unfortunately. No. Um, there's nothing cool or interesting. So she's on her date with Tom, and yep. they start making out, like, right away, because they're both, like... Because this is poorly written. Well, yeah. they're, they're, both, they're both attractive athletes, and his parents aren't home, and they like each other, so they just start making out. I assume that's what happened, that how popular kids lived. <laughs> I think that he um, wooed her with his charming words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're my dad. Yeah, <laughs> creepy. Uh, she has a Slenderman freakout in the middle of it, and his face goes all uh, like a combination of Truth or Dare and Jacob's Ladder, where he has a big creepy CGI smile, and his face is just like vibrating. Yeah, but it's not scary. It's and goofy, it's just yeah. stupid and goofy, and goes on too long mm -hmm. that even if you were scared by it, by the time it stops happening, you wouldn't be scared by yeah. it anymore. Yeah, and like then we also get what felt to me like it was intended to be comedic which is like the shot of her screaming and pushing him off of her and him going like whoa like falling away and being yeah, confused and he's like i didn't even do anything yeah and she's like i know <laughs> it's like oh come on like oh, i didn't do didn't, anything i know you didn't need to go that direction with it yeah. you could have had him be like what's wrong are you okay i'm sorry if i made you uncomfortable mm -hmm. but his immediate reaction is i didn't do anything <laughs> Um, I mean, he is a teen teenage athlete. Boys say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, so I kind of like. I kind of like how they transition because oh, yeah, if I'm wrong, but like right it just cuts to good. them in the kitchen. She's drinking water and has like already explained everything that happened, mm -hmm. which isn't something yeah. I expected from this movie because yeah. this is the type of movie where miscommunications cause more problems than just talking it out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. She actually but there's talks an adept transition where it just cuts to yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't know how much time has passed until he says so. Uh, he says some line that indicates like oh so you've just told me everything that's been going on. <laughs> yeah. 
And that is like, you know, good. Yeah. Someone went into their little bag of screenwriting tricks that mm-hmm. they probably misplaced while they were writing this movie. <laughs> pulled out this little nugget yeah. and put it in the movie, and it's like a clever storytelling technique. And, you know, good job. Yeah. If I remember uh, correctly, there's also job, a giant- David Burke. <laughs> <laughs> David Burke. That's a good name. Um, there's a giant clock in the background that says it's about 840, if I remember correctly. Mm, wow, Nick. Despite the fact that it has been- <laughs> What? Wow, yeah, that is impressive. It's been dark for several hours, but yeah. it's 8.40 p.m. in yeah. May. Because uh, I remember there was, like, one line of this blurry clock that was pointed towards 8, and I was like, that's probably, I don't see any other hand, so it's probably the minute hand over the uh, hour hand. Oh, my God. Because I was like, it's really way too dark. What time this is- movie, weren't you? I, okay, so a little bit of uh, more about my theater experience. I was, um, it was, like, 11.30, and I was almost falling asleep because of this movie, and I just kept waiting for excuses to go to the bathroom again so I wouldn't have to sit there. So I was like drinking my pop and like I just thinking about waterfalls and like get me out of here man. That's my theater experience. Anyway, yeah. this movie. Yeah. I, I <laughs> sat there bored the whole time and it was just like, oh Jesus, why well, don't want it to be over? Yeah. Or at least waiting for it to get funny. <laughs> it does get funny. <laughs> oh yeah, you had the weird experience yeah. of the way too overly touchy couple. Yeah, but oh, the gross. weirder part was like not that they were touching each other so much. So we were, my, I went to see it with a friend and we were sitting in the center of the row and there was a couple at the end of the row and they were like sufficiently far away that I thought they understood how to behave in the theater but Mm -hmm. this guy as soon as it gets like even a little bit dark in the theater takes his shoes off and then they proceed to like pull up all of the armrests around them so that he can lay down with his head in her lap in such a way that he like absolutely can't see the movie and then they just like giggle and laugh the whole time it's very Uh, strange i just i don't get it yeah, it was awful. Uh, so Hallie says, Tom, don't watch this movie. And mm-hmm. he says, okay, I won't. And she's like, no, really, promise me. And he's like, no, really, I won't. Then next day in class, they're in science class dissecting, I guess, sheep eyes. Because why? that's the type of eye you dissect. Uh, here's why. Because there's a scene in the trailer where Chloe is in this class, and she is compelled by slender delusions to stab herself in the eye with a scalpel. Cool. Awesome. What? Oh. Not, not in the movie. Uh, and not. also, we don't see, I believe, well, we see in the trailer someone step off of the roof of the school, presumably to their death, and I think it's Tom, oh. but we don't see their face, so I don't know yeah. for sure. Cool. So I think this school day is supposed to be Chloe and Tom dying. Awesome. Tom comes into class, and he's weird. He's got, like, a hangdog look about him, and she's like, did you watch the video? And he just turns away, and that's it for Tom. Yeah, it never we pays off. Yeah, we but- don't see Tom again in the movie, which is my other piece of evidence that I think he was supposed to kill himself right after this scene. We get a shot of, like, his arm during this bit, and it's, like, all like, grabbed up. Like, it it looks like someone grabbed his arm extremely hard, and that is it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yep. We don't see what happens to him. There's no follow-up. We do see one shot of Chloe after looking out her window, spooked out, because her friends go to see her at her school, or at her home, Mm -hmm. after school, and she just, like, looks creepy and like looks like she, she is also yeah she looks creepy and tired and also like she is scared and then we don't see her again either ever yeah, that was we all, sooner than yep we, we all saw the trailer in january where she looks distressed holds up a scalpel in front of her face and then it, we see the person sitting next to her getting splashed with blood oh and reacting God. horrified that's and amazing. that's not in the movie 
movie. Oh, what a waste. I was like yeah. very upset by this being put into the movie for no reason because I like am a little bit squeamish about that kind of stuff, surprisingly. Yeah. Um about, oh the dissection. Well, you're a yeah. chemist and not a biologist. That's true. I did I did I did animal work for a while because I I worked in virology for a couple years before I did chemistry. And like you have to like be friends with these animals for a couple months while you like infect them with diseases and then oh, do them yikes. then you have to what we call sacrifice them which means you put them in a little like chamber of inert gas and they just fall asleep to death and then you have to cut them up and take out their parts so you i'm a little squeamish from that yeah sacrifice them I like that yeah it was not good i didn't like it that's why i don't do it anymore now i'm in chemistry yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Ren is, goes to the library and finds a book that explains what's going on, which is, uh, sort of, it explains sort of like electromagnetic interference that occurs with supernatural entities. And They're trying that's to give kind a scientific explanation to something that doesn't matter. Okay, listen, yeah. so we've established that I do a science for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. None of that is anything. I yeah. tried desperately yeah. to Google it after I got back, and from, from what I could tell from watching the movie i mean um wow weird and from what i could tell it was like mm, obviously people and animals have electromagnetic sensing like that's how they actually think that birds are able to migrate or why cows always face north in a field um is because they sense the magnetic field of the earth but it's not mm -hmm. like um there are these ladies who live in caves with like silver nets over the caves because they think that like telephone poles are poisoning them with electromagnetism and that's what this is like because it doesn't affect people in this way like it yes, probably it doesn't, doesn't do insane. this like we've done the science to know that it doesn't do this so yeah it, it's really weird yeah. um they're just trying to be like this it's it's like it's just a pseudoscience book about the supernatural so fine um there's a scary scene in this in the library too oh yeah she has a slenderman delusion that just cuts back and forth between her face screaming Ren, uh, as portrayed by Joey King, and the hallway sort of kaleidoscoping, mm -hmm. and some Slendermans chasing her around the library hallways, and the idea that she is suddenly lost in what was not a very large library. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. The execution, very bad. Very bad. There's one scene in here that I really like. And the it's face when, thing? No, I hate that scene. I thought it was very poorly done. Yeah, that was so uh, stupid. Um, but there's a part where Ren is on the floor, like, cowering, and that whole scene is really dumb. But then the Slenderman, like, bends down to get, like, face to face with her. And there's this shot that's over his shoulder, like, just shows his shoulder and the bottom of his jawline. And it has Ren freaking out. I was like, oh, this scene, this, like, shot is really good. But then it yeah. cuts to the side angle and just shows the Slenderman. And the whole thing is ruined again. So, yeah. And yeah. the Slenderman yeah. takes her face off. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, like, conceptually, but they execute it poorly. Yeah, it's, it was it not was, well done. In it was my scarier opinion. in the Matrix, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then uh, she snaps back to reality. Oops, this goes, goes gravity. And <laughs> she knocks over the librarian as she's trying to escape this spooky mm -hmm. library. Um, and it, it, it's like, the librarian's like, oh my god, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, and then just leaves. Runs out. <laughs> Instead of being like, I'm not okay, I'm suffering delusions, please call the hospital for me. Yeah. Or um, like, a slendered man is chasing me, please help. And like, yeah. then she'll do what you just said anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> 
then Hallie's younger sister Lizzie has a big panic attack, and you're like, oh, she got Slendermaned. And it takes for goddamn ever for us to discover that, yes, she got Slendermaned. But, no, 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 no. You gotta do the intro to this, which is her having the dream where she gives birth to baby Slenderman. Oh, yeah, right. There's a spooky dream sequence here. It's The movie is just a series of inept spooky dream sequences. Well, even before that, just real fast, she runs out of the library and runs up to uh, Hallie and is trying to explain to her everything she read in this book and um, Hallie's like trying to push her away and, and Ren isn't letting her have it and they get into a, a fight and Hallie is trying to give up on the Slender Man which kind of leads into what happens later so I just wanted to give oh, that oh okay right. sure yeah, yeah. Um, good foreshadowing so, Nick yeah <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into stuff where I don't know what was edited out um, mm-hmm. oh all this time they've been talking to this person online named Alley Cat 93 spelled A L E E Y C A T 93. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and pretty they, sure it's in the trailer, right? Yes. Uh, this is one of the major things that was cut is actress and model Callie Tabor is credited as playing this character, Allison, who is Alley Cat 93. And in the final film, she appears as two photographs, mm-hmm. one normal and one after she went slender crazy. <laughs> yeah. And in the trailer, there is a Which- major shot, like a helicopter shot of a girl walking out of the woods, mm-hmm. police approaching in slow motion, then a shot of her and she is holding something up to the police and it looks like she has blood around her mouth and she has that, you know, slender man expression on and we don't ever see what she's holding in her hands. That actor, I thought while watching the movie was either Lizzie or Hallie, but I rewatched the trailer afterwards and it's mm-hmm. not either of them. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's it's this Allison played by Callie Tabor, yeah. who I've reached out to see if she wants to talk about her part in the film and can tell us what her character was holding in her hands, which... <laughs> After after watching the movie and analysis of the trailer, you can see her holding something in one hand as she was walking out, uh, like in her right hand. I think she's just holding a phone with the Slenderman video on it, and it's not actually spooky. Oh, I see. That'd be really funny. That would be um, great. Yeah, they did. Some, artic- some articles speculated that she might be holding a knife, which is why her scene was cut, because the oh, East has Slenderman. Yeah. yeah, because of the stabbing. Sure. That's possible. I just, you would um, think that they could reshoot that in a way that it's like literally anything other than a knife and it becomes more acceptable. Although, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but... Yeah, I think that scene was probably going to form a um, prologue mm-hmm. where it would end with this spooky thing and we would be like, ooh, what's going to happen later? Uh, because instead the movie just kind of starts really jarringly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really stupidly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where uh, were we? <laughs> uh, she's giving uh, we birth were... to baby Slenderman. That's right. Yeah, she has this nightmare where she gives birth to, well, like, a Slenderman sort of bursts from her, like inflated belly um and it's it's really gross and creepy but it's like pg-13 so it's sort of goreless and bloodless and edgeless and not actually scary also i totally nailed it because in the in the dream she like gets up and goes to the sink and like throws up a little bit and i'm like oh she's pregnant with the slender baby and yep Yep. she was i imagine that everyone got that (laughs) yep anytime a woman throws up in a movie it means that she's pregnant yeah that's 100 of the time no woman throws up in a movie unless she is pregnant or sometimes if it's a boxing movie and she just got punched in the stomach you mean one 
or time. they have some sort of like lung cancer, like oh, yeah. what's his face, Snow in Hunger Games. John. John Snow in Hunger Games. Uh no, that they will cough up blood if they have any sort of illness. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. You're fair. Uh, they will fair. only throw up if they are pregnant. Yes. Women. Uh men can throw up for other reasons. Unless uh, it's in junior, then he is also pregnant. Uh, you know what? I guess in Bridesmaids they throw up because they have food poisoning. Yeah, but that's um, horrible yeah. to look at. <laughs> And That's in Pitch like, Perfect, there's yeah. there's stress barfing. Right, okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In this kind of movie, it is... Yes, yes. Um, so then, now, finally, Lizzie has her panic attack, and as soon as it starts, we're like, oh, Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like she's expressing abdominal pain, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna have the Slender Baby. But no, that is kind of dropped. Yeah, um, I had the same thought you did. That would have been awesome. Yeah, they, I thought that, too. They, uh. they take her to the hospital, and she says some kind of Slenderman catchphrase while they're taking her to the ICU. Oh, he yeah. had no face. No. He had yeah. no face? Yeah, he had no face. Yeah. Uh, and that lets Hallie know, oh, she's getting Slendermaned. So she goes uh, on her sister's computer and okay. finds a video of her. Here's okay, my bigger problem with that situation, is that both so so there's a scene where Ren I think is the one, no, they go into uh, Katie's room and to get her computer and mm-hmm. Hallie opens her computer and instantly types the password and then yeah. here it's the same thing. She goes to her sister's computer and instantly types the password. Why would you know these things? There's no <laughs> yeah, way. Why would you have a password? Sure you told everybody. Oh, can I also point out that yes. Katie's desktop background is a picture of herself? Uh, yeah! <laughs> I noticed that yeah, too! Weird. I was like, who does this? I didn't this? realize that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, is very, it's, I, not like, it's not even a picture of her with friends, is it? No, it's, it's just, her like, outside walking through a field snow. with her hair like, oh blown God. I said that out loud in the movie theater to my friends. <laughs> I was like, why did she have this? <laughs> it's totally stupid. But anyway, oh, yeah. she, she, yeah, she, they, she's they like, find a video. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, all the websites that they've been going to and contacting like Alley Cat and stuff are pulled up but then there's a video on the desktop which shows uh, her sister Lizzie walking through a, a wooded area and someone's holding the camera and at the very end the camera turns up and it's Ren. Ren is holding yeah. the camera. Uh, Hallie goes to confront Ren and um, Ren is like outside her window about to jump and she's like no come back in here and this is the only like uh, suicidal impulse that wasn't cut from the movie mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's really out of place because mm-hmm. it's the only time Slenderman seems to be inspiring this type of feeling yeah, in someone weird. Yeah, normally um, they just talk about it in this movie yeah they don't yeah. show it yeah. yeah it's it's gosh uh, so she <laughs> pulls she pulls Ren in and is like why did you Slenderman my sister and she's like I didn't know that Slenderman would Slenderman us back when I did that she was curious about it so I took her out uh, I think that this was part of the reshoots and that Ren was uh, trying to sacrifice Lizzie to get right. um, to get Katie back but I think that's what that, I thought too yeah I, th- I think that as part of the backlash uh, because of the fact that in real life the kids were ostensibly trying to kill their friend to please Slenderman yeah. I think that was too close uh, and as soon as people from the community that uh, where this crime occurred uh, let's say tragedy crime implies yeah. I mean I, all both the perpetrators and the victim were ultimately failed by a system which does not care about the mental well-being of children, especially girls. That's correct. Right. Um, so I'm going to refer to it as a tragedy instead of a crime. That is a better um, way to do it. 
Yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. the community where this crime occurred was like this movie, like when the trailer came out, they said this movie is exploiting a tragedy our community went through. And I think that caused Sony to say, uh, we need to recut this movie. We're going to cut it down to a PG-13. We're going to remove the teen suicides and we're going to remove this plot about someone sacrificing a young person to Slender Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think that is why the movie ultimately is toothless garbage um, that goes nowhere and means nothing. Yeah. But uh, also, I it would be really ooky, I think, if it I agree. was that that close to the real life thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, no, there's no winner. No, they just shouldn't have made this movie. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Or you make it be about adults and their kids are disappearing. Yeah, because that's fine. It, yeah, it doesn't have to be about kids hurting each other. Yeah, because that's an interesting viewpoint on that concept is like, yeah. what would you do if your kids got slandered away? And like, yeah. I think that that touches a little bit lightly on the edge of the controversy, but not in a way that's upsetting like this would have been. Um, yeah. So they, they pull, uh, Hallie pulls Ren back in, inside and they're like, laying on the floor, and yeah, she's like, why'd you slender my sister? And then, um, Hallie looks around. Then Slenderman does the camera trick again. Yeah, yeah Slenderman calls call. them. And, like, also, there are uh, drawings of Slenderman all over the walls, like, mm-hmm. hanging up of red tie Slenderman, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, some of the drawings have an eye crossed out, which is, yeah. um, one, an indicator that they didn't change that for reshoots when they cut the scene of Chloe stabbing her eye out. Yeah. Right. And two, um, almost exactly like a drawing that in the girl's of, notebook. Yeah, yeah, in the girl's notebook, uh, either Morgan or Morgan. Anissa. Morgan uh, kept a notebook with these slender drawings, and one of them is a face with uh, big X's over the eyes, almost exactly like the one that's in the movie, yeah. which extremely cements the complaints uh, that. Waukesha, Wisconsin had against the film. They were I think. so, so valid. So valid. Yes. Yeah. And and then um, Sl- Slender calls them and he like, what, what even happens now? Wow, this he is the climax of the story. Running. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have yeah, Prince Albert McCann? I'm, I'm looking for a, uh, I'm looking for someone named Amanda. Amanda Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Uh, they lock the door that's at the bottom of Ren's room, mm-hmm. and then he comes through as a shadow. Oh, and I don't true. remember what happens. Oh, he slender. Yeah, this Ren is away. cool. Yeah, he well, he evil deads run away. He doesn't even slender her. Like a tree crashes through the side of the house, mm-hmm. grabs Ren up, and like scoops her out the window, <laughs> and she's just gone. Like yeah. literally, yeah. the woods stole her. It's so bad. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, finally, Hallie is inspired to go sacrifice herself to Slenderman to save Lizzie. So she goes into the woods, summons Slenderman, goes through the gate. I guess. Yeah, she Slenderman walks through turns- the gate that we've seen so many times. Yeah. Oh, we, did we uh, skip Slen- the part where she gets in touch with Alley Cat, where she figures out oh, she right. figures out who she is? Uh, Alley Cat, yeah, she does some research, and Alley Cat like blocks her on Messenger when yeah. they're like, "How do we make him stop?" No, she deletes she her discovers. account. Yes, so yeah, Alley Cat's dele- account doesn't exist anymore. Uh huh. Uh, I think that would show up if you were blocked. That is how yeah. it works on uh, Facebook and oh, Kick. Um, Anyway, actually, on Kick, it just shows your message as delivered, and the delivered never changes to received. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, 
It's very bizarre because she does research and discovers around these other disappearances this uh, girl named Allison something or other. Riley. Oh, hang on. Uh, oh, there you go. Allison Riley. Okay. And uh, sees the picture, and uh, in one of the news articles, it mentions her username. And this is, I believe, the spooky girl from the woods. Yeah. Uh, played by Callie is. Tabor, and I really mm-hmm. want to interview her, but I don't think she'll respond to my tweet because uh, she doesn't seem to be very. Uh, prolific of a tweeter. Mm-hmm. I might try reaching out on Instagram, but mm-hmm. uh, also maybe she won't be able to talk about it because yeah. she's ultimately cut from the movie. She might have had to sign um, an NDA. Yeah, it could be that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, i that's why I figured I would reach out and see because I'm interested to know for sure what happened, even though I think it is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to know more thoroughly. Yeah. Um, Hallie goes in the woods, goes through the gate, and is like, Slenderman, come take me in exchange for Lizzie. Slenderman shows up, turns into a giant Dr. Octopus looking like a goddamn PlayStation 2 game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tromps Such through the woods. It's, it's especially bad CGI in addition to being a bad design. Yeah. Because he has the proportions of a normal man. He doesn't look especially slender. Um, and <laughs> He's just not that has tall. These, His arms aren't yeah, that he has, long. He has this these big chunky like tree trunk uh dr octopus spider legs coming out of he his walks back. around on them too yeah yeah he does he walks around on them it's not even like they're they're spindly sticks which would have been cool mm-hmm. it's it's bad he chases her through the woods then grabs her as a tree and turns her into a tree mm-hmm. and that's pretty spooky but one it takes too long and yeah. two why is he a tree now yeah there's a also, bunch of good oh no you go ahead the effect is so bad is like we we see her get like uh, sucked into the tree and her face is still facing us like she's going mm-hmm. into the tree back first and yeah. we get like a real tight close up on her face and just watch like a uh, really bad CGI uh, what looks like vines crawl over her face until it's gone it's bad mm-hmm. it's not a good shot also during yeah. this whole segment there's I walk I went to the bathroom and walked back in during this <laughs> and I didn't miss anything it seems like according to what you guys are saying but I walked yeah. in yeah. on um, her like limbs twitching in like a pile of leaves and like it's like her leg is oh, like, yeah. vibrating and it's it's so funny yeah that um, <laughs> I felt bad laughing because the dudes behind me were really getting into this movie um, <laughs> but I couldn't help it it's just so stupid looking you were helping them really yeah yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, and then we get uh, some voiceover from Lizzie talking about how uh, we, the audience, are responsible for spreading Slenderman by talking about him and making fan art and making our own videos. Mm-hmm. And it shows some of the, it shows one of the original photoshops. Yeah. Uh, and it shows other pieces of fan production art. Mm-hmm. And then the movie is over. And there's no post credit scene or anything. Nope. I waited Thank around God. to see and there wasn't. I always wait. I go to the movies a lot and I always wait uh, I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. I was so mad at this movie. (laughs) The thing is I was almost positive that Jeff would do this because you always say that you do but I uh, still just wanted to make sure for the sake of podcasting that if something hilariously stupid happened like they showed bloopers I was there for it. That would have been so good. Amazing. Uh, I would have loved bloopers. (laughs) Slender Boy slips on a banana peel. Yeah. I would have really Especially if they around. were intentional. Yeah. Like Toy Story bloopers. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Oh, I would have loved that. Guys, we uh, fixed it. Yeah, ultimately this movie is uh, bad. Uh, did not change enough to avoid being tasteless. Mm-hmm. Changed too much to uh, uh, to be any good. So, like, they could have just had a movie that was super tasteless and maybe, like, middling to good. Mm-hmm. Instead, they had a movie that is a little bit tasteless and incomprehensibly bad. Yeah, yeah, bad yeah. So. Cool. Good job, Screen Gems and Sony Pictures. Uh, you, uh, you sacrifice your, like, barely extant artistic integrity to yeah. satisfy literally no one, mm-hmm. not your audience or your detractors. Good yeah. job. Boy, oh boy. I was uh, trying to think of the worst uh, movie I've seen before I went and saw this and I couldn't even think of anything. In theaters, this is definitely... That's that's a is, good distinction, al- yeah. This is almost for sure the worst movie I've seen in theaters, um, except maybe Pirates of the Caribbean 2, but I haven't rewatched that to see if it's as bad as I, I remember. I think it's that bad. I think the probably the closest that I would get is I saw Green Lantern in theaters. Mm. The closest... I saw, X- I saw X-Men 3 in theaters, but I enjoyed oh. it. So. <laughs> I enjoyed that because I was a kid when I watched that. But like the oh, only- right, you're younger than me. I am. But I was trying to explain this movie to my dad and how bad it was. And I, the movie I came up with that um, is on par with this is the the live action Flintstones movie. Mm, that's that's as close as I can get. Yeah, <laughs> that, that has that has a bunch of really talented actors and like really imaginative <laughs> production design. It's not good to watch. Yeah, but uh, they tried at least. These people did yeah. try. There was heart. Yeah, and that so- that. It's the better Flintstones than this movie. movie is bad in the way that the Star Wars prequels are bad, in yeah. that a lot of talent went into it. It's just, like, not fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, this movie, hardly any talent went into it. Uh, the production, the producers and the production company cut it to ribbons after a bunch of people did a bad job making it. And then they released it into theaters as a pile of nothing for no one that no one likes or cares about. Do you want to switch gears a little bit and talk about why they cut it to pieces? Get a a little bit into Um, this? Let's get into the spook. Let's do the spookiest part of the movie first and then we'll go into that. Spookiest part has first. Oh, boy. Uh, the spookiest part was the character assassination of Slenderman. He's not a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary how this could happen to even someone like Slenderman. Yeah, uh, even a nice guy Nick, like Slenderman. <laughs> yeah, Nick, spookiest part. Uh, the spookiest part is the tickets prices, am I right? No. Um, it was a really cheap movie, actually. It cost me yeah, $7 to, to see it. Um, no, I think... Yeah, if you go in the morning, it's $7. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I got the morning matinee, so I'm glad that I didn't pay I do AMC A-list, $20 hours a month for three movies a week oh nice what? that's a yeah. good deal that is so many movies um, no my serious answer is the nun preview that I watched <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true uh-huh. uh, I think the scariest part of the movie genuinely is the part where Katie is looking into the woods before she's mm. taken away yeah, sure. uh, there's so much promise in those those two like reverse shot reverse uh, like in that little sequence and the movie doesn't make good on the promise mm-hmm. of this like artistically beautiful perhaps contemplative um movie about like young people being tempted to their doom and the movie doesn't make good on that promise but that one little shot i found very intriguing and spooky that's so, that's what that's made it. me the most mad about this movie is that so many things are so close to being good and then they yeah. just yeah. like sometimes mm-hmm. the acting is good sometimes the shots are good sometimes the writing was good like once they're 
it twice and it just shatters all of that yeah Uh, so that's that and we only have 15 minutes left to record before i have to go do something else so we're going to very quickly talk about (laughs) the slenderman stabbing we're going to switch gears here Mm -hmm. um so i'll just very quickly recap what happened uh you can also learn more about this and the aftermath if you watch beware the slenderman uh, an hbo documentary that you can also rent on google itunes maybe amazon um i rented it on google play it's a good documentary it is an infuriating look at the uh criminal justice system in the united states so in on may 31st 2014 oh my god may 31st yeah that is probably why katie disappeared on may 30th now that i'm thinking about it horrible yeah the fact that they would create discontinuity with their already bad movie just to reference a real life bad thing that happened to a real life actual person Uh oh boy it just made me matter all over again i felt that viscerally Um, that was really horrible yeah they it's almost like they changed it to a day before to be like oh that's not as bad (laughs) no it's as bad yeah they also moved it yeah they moved the launch of the movie out of the like anniversary month it was supposed to come out may 10th Mm, uh instead they pushed it to august 24th and then up to august 10th um so uh, on May 31st, 2014, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, um, 12-year-old friends Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser, I normally would want to um, protect the identities of the individuals involved, especially because they are minors, but part of what is infuriating about this is that they were tried as adults, mm-hmm. um, because... For reasons that are complicated, and ultimately I was very mad going into it that they were tried as adults, and I came away conflicted after watching the documentary because of the judge's reasoning given in the film. But they took their friend um, uh, Peyton Lutner, who goes by another name. What is her? Bella. Uh, what, Bella. Yeah, they take their friend Bella Lutner into the woods, and um, at Morgan's... Um, it is. Oh, no. It is Morgan at Anissa's insistence, mm-hmm. uh, who stabs her 19 times with a kitchen knife, um, and they say, stay here, don't move, we're going to go get help, and they leave. Their plan is to walk um, many miles. Uh, the- Dad it, said it was, it was a six-hour drive that they were planning to walk. Uh, yeah, I, I think What's he's. Uh, I was just going to say. I think he says it's a four or five-hour drive to that forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly how many miles, but their plan is to go to this national forest Nicolette some distance national away. Park? <laughs> yeah, Nicolette National Park to join uh, Slenderman at his Slender Mansion, where he lives with all of the other creepy pastas. Uh, <laughs> to quote, to quote Anissa from her police interview, it is. Um, it is a really weird way to put it, and it's especially jarring because the adults talk about it all in the same way that the kids do and the kids are i not using this term lightly the kids are delusional they are they're suffering from from psychological delusions and the fact that the adults are using the same terminology is pretty disturbing Mm -hmm. um uh anyway uh i've already forgotten bella bella the wikipedia article does not use her chosen name instead calling her Peyton. Mm. I guess Bella's just the nickname, but I don't know where it comes from. But everyone um, calls her that. Everyone yeah, calls her, her that. parents call her Bella. Yes. Her friends call her Bella. She calls herself Bella. Yeah. So, Bella. Uh, Bella crawls to the wood, uh, out of the woods 
to a nearby road where she is found by a biker. I've listened to the 911 call and it's pretty upsetting. This <gasps> oh guy is, this guy is pretty shaken up about it. Um, cause she is 12 years old and covered in stab wounds. Um, she, after about a week in the hospital is recovered. Um, a couple of the wounds were very near misses to being, um, permanent or deadly injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, after a, the trial happens after these two girls have been incarcerated for nearly a year in jail, not in a psych- uh, psychiatric facility. They're in jail, in county jail for almost a year. Um, after they are um, found not guilty by reason of insanity, and um, it, it's uh, Morgan Geyser who is uh, given, she's the actual stabber, and she was given the sentence of um, 40 years or full cessation of uh, symptoms. She's diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, and and oppositional defiant disorder, and weirdly, in the court, one of the guys also, uh, one of the doctors who did the diagnosis mentions that she has asthma. I yeah, don't know crazy. how that's relevant, um, but you know, it's there. Um, we don't get much about Anissa's um, diagnosis in the movie, do we? Um, they mentioned the the psychiatrist or psychologist I'm not sure which um he has a PhD I believe um says that he believes that this was episodic psychosis if I remember correctly right. that he he does yep. not believe that she has a permanent thought disorder but that at the time she was suffering from a true delusional state where she was not yep. capable of thinking properly um yeah there's a lot of clips from there uh, I think each girl had a six to eight hour mm-hmm. police interview where they explain what creepy are and what Slenderman is and about the stories that they've been reading and about why why they did this and how they did it and the methodology. And they totally admit to everything right away. Mm-hmm. They don't try to hide it at all. And I mean, um, that's why it's so clear that they should be found not guilty by reason of insanity. That's like yes. the, the clear marker is somebody who doesn't make any attempt to hide anything or cover up the crime yeah. and doesn't really completely understand the morality of what they've done. That's yeah. someone who is not guilty by reason of insanity, obviously. Yeah, even even during the police interview, they don't seem to understand mm-hmm. that the things they're talking about aren't real. Yeah. Um, That's horrible. They're talking about... Yeah, it's really rough. I was trying to find footage of the police interview, um, but the only thing I could find is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just sort of methodically explain why they did it and what they did. And even afterwards, um, Morgan seems to express, like, I didn't want to do this... Um, um, we find out Bella is one of Morgan's longest friends, like they've been friends since they were in kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, and she didn't want to do it, but um, believed that she had to, or Slenderman would hurt their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are... So the reason that they were tried as adults, according to the judge, is because um, he could not be sure that them being released and having their wep- uh, records fully wiped at age 18 would be an appropriate response. He wasn't sure that the that they would be, you know, healthy by then, mm-hmm. such that such that they would not continue to stab people. Yeah, right. Um, sure. And so, um, uh, Wire is is given uh, twenty five to life in a psychiatric facility, um, and it's it's three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment at State Psychiatric Institute. Mm. And we learn in the film that Anissa Wire at this facility does not have windows, um, mm-hmm. and 
and can only see her family every other week and can only see her parents or grandparents, no siblings or friends at all. Um, and she will be at, le- at the very least under communal supervision until she is 40 years old. Um, and Morgan is given a harsher sentence because she did the actual stabbing and because of her diagnosis. And she is um, sentenced to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until age 53, whichever may happen first. And then she will have continued communal supervision, periodic re-evaluations, and or reinstitution, and further treatment per needed as required by the sentence imposed. Um, So the parents of these children were completely shocked. They didn't know about any of this. They kept in, they kept up with what their kids were into uh, and still didn't know about creepypastas or Slenderman. Well, the dad, Um, a niece's father, I think, said that she had mentioned it to him a couple of times, but that it came off like you or I would talk about Slenderman, like, oh, here's a story I saw on the internet. Isn't that funny? Right. Not not in the way of like, this real creature is going to come and hurt someone that I love. That was never made clear. prepare for something like this? I don't know. That's what What scares me. What I found to be very (laughs) distressing about the way that things were handled is that the investigating officer who uh, was the one who interrogated Anissa said that they were not allowed to speak to their parents either before or after these interviews. Um, and the so it, Morgan's father has schizophrenia and it is genetic. They do see genetic predisposition. And so um, when they found out about this, it was like, a, we see Morgan's dad in the video talk about what's happened to him and the way that he's had to change his life in order to deal with this. And it's very clear that he feels guilt over the situation and it's like yeah. absolutely heartbreaking to see and the fact that they hadn't they they feel bad because they hadn't gotten a chance to talk to yes. Morgan about her father's condition <laughs> and didn't find out about her diagnosis until she was already in jail and mm-hmm. they couldn't speak to her exactly about it. and that's just inappropriate and what I mean like you said it's conflicting the idea of them being tried as adults because mm, we talked a little bit before we started recording about the fact that I think that the condition that these girls were put in for that period of time is certainly going to aggravate any mental disorder that they do have or possibly create new traumas for them to deal with later in life. And that is not conducive to recovery. If the purpose of what they're doing is for these girls to recover, this is not the way to do it. And I do agree, as I think you were implying, Jeff, that mm, them being totally cleared of this happening at age 18 is inappropriate. However... These are not adults, and they are children who are sick, who didn't know they were sick, who should be rehabilitated, and like... I don't know. They they talk. It's it's very it's very very clear that this this case highlights a gap in our criminal justice system um, where we don't have a plan in place for if a child is is mentally ill to the point of violence, Mm -hmm. to doing violence to others. We have a plan in place if they do violence to themselves. Mm -hmm. We don't have a plan in place for if someone, if someone under the age of 18, these girls were 12, again, I want to reiterate, uh, we don't have a plan in place for if a 12-year-old is suffering from a delusion so badly that they try genuinely try to kill their friend. We can treat them like a criminal only, because 
because we just don't have the laws for it and the system does not generate new ones automatically. And it's really unfortunate that that gap happened and it's really unfortunate that they fell into it. And I really wish the judge would have used judgment and <laughs> said, uh, we're going to treat this as a special case and then talk to the legislature about legislation yeah. to deal with things like this going forward. To be honest, I think the problem and this this is the worst part of it for me is that the adults in this situation refused to empathize, to empathize because they were like, oh, these girls were corrupted by the internet. They could use that yeah. as an excuse to not have to deal with the fact that these children were mentally ill and nobody noticed. And again, there's no plan in place for feeling empathy for someone who committed a crime because they are mentally ill and they need help and they didn't know. Um, and, yep. and the amount on which the focus was put onto what is a creepypasta, what is Slenderman throughout the trial was very upsetting to me because that's not the point. You can establish yeah. that. Yeah, there, there's so much uh, publicity placed on the creepypasta wiki, yeah. which was reasonably blocked throughout the Waukesha school district. Sure. It makes sense that they would do mm -hmm. that. Uh, but there was still so much. There were people talking about liability for the people who run that website, and that's <laughs> yeah. madness. That's crazy. It's just, it's, it's not fair to them because it, it feels to me as if their mental illness was being trivialized because adults were like, oh, kids these days spend too much time on the internet and that's why yeah. they stabbed yeah. their friend. Not like they have a very serious mental illness and no one was looking after them in the proper way to take care of that. Um, and I, yeah, it was. It used to be books. Now it's the internet. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always moved it's to not, something else. Mm -hmm. It's it's not different just because they're online. Like Stephen King pulled his novel, The Rage, from publication after he learned that it was found in the locker of a school shooter mm. and he did that voluntarily and there was nobody saying we need to ban books sure. because this this kid was reading books so therefore books are bad yeah. Yeah. So it was and video that, games for a long time mm -hmm. yeah video games happened for a while we need to ban video games because um uh, eric klebold played doom once yeah. mm -hmm. uh yeah. and, and that that sort of thing is just like completely missing the point completely avoiding ways to discuss tragedy to discuss mental illness any of it it's just it, it's very very frustrating yeah to be honest i see a lot of parallels between eric harris and dylan klebold and these kids in the way that yes they were both in a in a state where they were prepared to accept delusions of an extreme level and when they came together it was like they built a world together that excluded everyone else no one else needed to know about it and that allowed it to grow out of proportion and consume them and yeah. again this is not what they talk about when they talk about Columbine they don't say we need to be looking after the mental health of children in a way that attempts to predict and prevent these sorts of things or even I mean with Columbine it's a little bit different because gun violence is an issue. Um, and because they were um, primarily, I think, influenced by the rage that we ignore in young men. Yes, that's and true. And boys. Mm -hmm. But um, here whereas it's sort these, of these These girls expressed regret, like, immediately before, mm -hmm. during, and after. Yeah. They didn't want to do this and felt that they had to. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, that 
That for me is what makes this movie sort of upsetting, the fact that it happened at all and the fact that they seem almost to have actively tried to include it, to include things about this case in the original version is that this is, as you said, Jeff, a tragedy, not a crime. Like it's horrible that this happened to not only the victim, of course, in a very different way, it's horrible that it happened to the victim, but it's also horrible the way that these other two girls were treated by the American justice system. None of it is fair. And yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the, it's, it's, just so the fact that this movie did so much to try and echo these things even ah uh, man i said the wake word for my stupid <laughs> amazon speaker Good morning amazon uh, speaker <laughs> it's gonna no it just went be boop because i didn't say anything intelligible after that but that's a good way to break the tension and end the episode which yeah. we have to do we're talking in circles now but um yeah. that is my promised uh serious discussion of the slenderman stabbing wow. Wow, which I think fit, fit really well. Yeah, 100 episodes later, finally happened. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so now that uh, now that Alexa broke the tension, uh, <laughs> thanks Nick, Alexa. Nick, 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 where can the people find you online if they want to hear? Uh, you know, you talk about serious stuff on your show. Yeah, every once in a while, uh, I have two podcasts. One's called Stranger Still. We talk about weird science and sometimes actually cryptids like this and urban legends and conspiracy theories. And I have another one called limited cell where i talk about hannah Barbera cartoons with my dad oh uh, hannah do you have anything that you talk about with your dad <laughs> on a podcast uh, most definitely not but i did at the beginning of this episode promise to be everyone's friend so if you want to find me on uh twitter or snapchat uh i uh, what are what's my twitter name jeff i don't remember but bananas I oh sure and uh on, on snapchat as banana boat v3 i will be your friend i promise i what happened to versions one and two uh the they were betas only some people got to have them you know and like oh, no. we don't want everyone to know about the bugs we try to the the beta cups. <laughs> oh no, Jeff. different different definition. Different, what happened? Yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, oh no. You can find me on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram, JeffJK, Patreon.com/slash JeffJK, which hopefully will be up still. Uh, it, I don't think that I'll have like canceled the rewards uh, or anything. Maybe the physical ones. I'm not sure. Uh, but one dollar a month gets you all the digital rewards at least that should all still be happening uh, that's all we have to say about this um, there's not really an ending line and it would feel inappropriate after the very serious things so uh, you know good night and good luck happy 150th episode everybody mm -hmm.